We will kick off today's episode with our guest speaker pitching why you should listen to our podcast and follow our journey. Let's get started, folks. You know, following the Green Roof Day team is something that even if I wasn't on the Green Roof team, I think I would still be in, like listening to just because you have all these different people with all these different perspectives doing all these different cool things, working towards one common goal, which is to create this multidisciplinary, sustainable place on campus and really create change not only for us and create opportunities for us, but create opportunities for people of the future. Welcome to an episode of Young Entrepreneurs with the Green Earth team of Southern Illinois University Carbondale. We are a cross-university team of young, innovative minds positively impacting the landscape of SIU Carbondale through promoting and installing clean energy. Here, we are highlighting our team's activities and impact through our members, sponsors, and supporters, as well as discussing a new, interesting topic. So buckle up because we are driving to a more sustainable future. Here with us today is Prem Rana. Would you like to tell us a bit about yourself? Yeah, so my name is Prem Rana. I am going into the school year at Southern Illinois University as a senior. I'm studying both computer science as well as digital media. Um, in computer science, I have a specialization in artificial intelligence and in digital media, I have a specialization in audio production, which uh, coincidentally are things that I'm uh, very interested in, have uh, strong hobbies in. I do music uh, as kind of my side thing alongside doing some coding, some uh, fun data projects. Um, and those are kind of my two main hobbies that I go on. I also like to um, ski a lot and like, you know, just, a, just, just vibe, you, you know, um, and I guess some, some fun facts about me playing the spike ball team at school. That's awesome. Do you want to talk a bit more about music, how you got into it? Um, being computer science, I know I think more about like the technical side, but I like how you incorporate music and be able to show the more artic artistic side of yourself. Yeah. So, um, I took piano lessons when I was like seven or eight. So it's been a while. Um, but like, I always consider that like on the side and I never really thought to pursue it. There's actually a while where I actually like really didn't like piano, but once I actually finished with lessons and like I was able to just do my own thing, I've always liked new technology per se. Um, I remember on my Nintendo 3DS, there was like you, the ability to shoot 3D video and you could do 3D stop motion video actually, which is really cool. Um, so I like sp experimented with that and that got me into like, like media production as a whole. And um, that was like one of the main reasons why I came to SIU is because they had a really good um, me like media program. Um, initially, I wanted to go into film, but like once I started college and took like a class, I was like, this isn't for me. And so I fell back on another media uh, medium per se that I liked, which was music. And once I started to dive into that, then I really, um, really start to fall in love with it. Um, as it, like in my room, I have a piano that I, um, I'm always playing and that, that's kind of how I got into music and how I like pertained it into more of the computer science, uh, how I pertained it more to like what I'm doing now, per se. Most definitely. And have you published any pieces of your music? Is there anything out there right now that the audience could go listen to? 
Yeah, so actually a lot of the songs that we use in Green Roof promotional material is made by me. Um, I produce under the um, name Indian Mamba. It's on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Music. I think pretty much anywhere you can listen to music, um, you'll be able to listen to my um, tracks. They're very ambient, chill tracks, So, um, and it is free to use. Uh, so if you want to use it for your own um, materials or whatever, um, you can either just contact me or um, download it off of YouTube if you want. I just ask for credit. And yeah, it's uh, that's that's kind of my, my side thing. It's incredible. I know any of our promotional videos, montages, always some of the best. We might not be talking in it, but that music in the background helps empower and it's overall inspirational. Cool. So transitioning into the Green Roof team, do you want to talk a bit about how you became involved with the team? Yeah, so um, I think you and me have very similar um, beginnings with the Green Roof team, and that kind of stemmed from our involvement in the University Innovation Fellows. Um, I'm sure this has been mentioned many times in other podcasts, but I'll just go over it again, and that the innovation, the University Innovation Fellows is a program run by Stanford University, and Southern Illinois has a chapter of that, um, where essentially our goal is to create change on campus, where the program trains us through six about six weeks I'm not sure exactly if that's varied or not, um, but they, tra they train us um, to kind of be change makers, to come up with new ways to not only impact our campus, but really inspire change in other people on campus. And, um, you know, through that, we can create a better academia and we can create change for the whole world. And so um, initially, when me and Nelson both joined, um, we, we kind of had separate ideas where my um, my idea was to try and create a makerspace on campus, a, a, a kind of hybrid makerspace that included elements from the engineering, um, engineering parts as well as the digital media parts. Um, but due to COVID and due to other circumstances, that idea fell through. And the the kind of the core of that concept was to create a multidisciplinary space where students from any different major could come in and create and can really express themselves. And while, while MySpace was trying to develop, Nelson was developing the green roof and really um, coming up with ways to create this multidisciplinary sustainable hub. And so when my project kind um, kind of fell through, I saw an opportunity to take the core principles of it and really help out um, Nelson in a unique way. And so that's how I started becoming fully involved in the Green Roof. Um, of course, Nelson's one of my best friends. So throughout the time, I was constantly helping him with promotional material and whatever he needed as he helped me with my project as well. But that's kind of how I really started to take on a bigger role in the Green Roof. Um, and since then, um, I've been trying to help out as much as I can with promotional material, um, getting kind of the branding, a lot of the green roof branding that we had was my, myself and him in collaboration with other marketing teams on our campus. Um, and nowadays I'm taking my, I'm involved in the autonomous irrigation system on, on the green roof team where our goal is to do kind of research into improving the, um, improving the, the growth of plants on the uh, green roof. Um, without human intervention and using as much predictive analysis and machine learning as we possibly can. Prem, your role has been key and vital on the Green Roof team, and honestly, we would not have been able to gotten as far as we have so far without 
you contributing, especially on the marketing end. With any project, with any team, having good marketing PR from the get-go allows us to tell the best story we can and the story that is happening, which helps us gain support and further our mission. And one of our ongoing projects is the autonomous irrigation system focused on integrating and incorporating AI machine learning into the agriculture side of the green roof. Because right now we have two ends of technical projects going on, the machine learning side, as well as our clean energy, renewable energy projects. And being able to help decrease the human activity needed to maintain the green roof will be a significant benefit while also in progress of making a niche technology because SIU, Carbondale, Southern Illinois is not the ideal location for green roofs to be able to thrive due to the hot climate, humid weather. And to combat that from, the, from a decade ago, the plan was to primarily plan different plants that are drought resistant, such as sedum plants which is quite interesting and they survive nearly year round and in the springtime and in the early late fall they have the most beautiful colors. So continuing with the involvement piece Prem, how do you see yourself contributing towards the team over the next year especially with areas that you're passionate about? Like I know we just mentioned about the irrigation system. Yeah, so definitely the this upcoming year, my goal is to make the autonomous irrigation system fully functional. Currently on the roof, we have what's essentially a um, sort of the framework for it, if you will. We have a um, Arduino that controls the valve that's um, sending the water to the plants um, and that's running on a timer. So as part of, we have a multi-step plan for the irrigation system and step one of the plan is complete, complete which was to install the timer-based system. Um, now the next step is to start installing sensors on the plant, whether that be through using some sort of IR technology to um, view the plants or by physically installing sensors in the plots. Um, we want to collect data because with machine learning, it only runs really well if, you know, you have a large subset of data. And so that's kind of our next step. Um, and that's something that I'm working on. And then from there, our goal is to start using that data to actually create these um, predictive models and um, get, get the computer essentially to learn um, sort of patterns of what happens um, when maybe we give this amount of water to this plant, what happens and kind of see, uh, teach the model um, certain patterns. And hopefully then the model will um, be able to give us the output that we want and reduce human intervention. Um, and so that's kind of my overall um involvement with the green roof is to focus on the um, autonomous irrigation system. Uh, we actually just recently got awarded the REACH grant, which was a grant um, sponsored by SIU. Um, and we got awarded that. So I'm that the autonomous irrigation system is also going to be part of research 
uh, we're kind of using that to see how we can optimize the growth of the plants. Um, and so those are big pieces that are going to come together this year. Um, another part as well is I know you mentioned that marketing is a very important part of really any team. And for the Green Roof, it's been essential. That's why we're doing this podcast. That's why um, many of our social media has done well it was because of um, the efforts of yourself as well as the entire team to create good content. Um, and so our goal now is to kind of create a system with uh, marketing that is sustainable, like many of the other things on the on the green roof is creating something that we where we have templates in place that um, pretty much other future team members and future people who are involved in the green roof can not only do research on the green roof but then can promote it and can share it with the world. Um, and so I. I'm hoping to kind of oversee that and um, help create a good foundation for the next for the next group of Green Roof members to really take off. Yes, <clears throat> moving forward with how we keep the Green Roof space, the physical space sustainable, incorporates delegating the ownership of bringing awareness to the Green Roof and including students from all over campus into the space for their own research to having clubs and classes involved is by delegating the responsibilities to both the Engineering Student Council and Agriculture Student Council on campus. That way they have direct oversight over and connections with the engineering and agriculture related students who are our primary audience that we're targeting to be able to use the green roof for furthering their education. And most definitely having templates, think about all of the tiny details are crucial when it comes to making a space to make anything sustainable, making it as easy as possible to go through the process and be able to innovate upon it for furthering the mission. So Prem, Another question relating to the team. I, I know we're going to be diving into machine learning and talking all the nitty gritties behind it. So audience, if you're interested in AI machine learning, this is the episode for you. So with the team, I know we talked quite a bit about interest and how you're involved. How do you see yourself and your own passions incorporated into what we're doing on the green roof and how it helps you personally develop professionally yeah so you know i've we've mentioned machine learning uh a few different times now and um as i'll continue to say that um i want to take my machine learning knowledge and have a good place to apply it because the what you learn in school is great but but those projects you know they're not necessarily treated with the most respect when you look at at kind of the overarching pic picture if you look at someone who is recruiting if they see you work on maybe just only a class project they're like oh that's all he did right whereas with this, what I get to do is I get to take what I learned about machine learning and I get to apply it into a place that's not only, you know, a good test of my skills, 
but it also creates change on campus and also gets to help a lot of people. And that's all you can really ask for is to create something that helps people. Um, and so that's really a big reason why I continue to get involved is because I get to do what I want to do in the future while helping people. And on top of that, you know, we've mentioned that the Green Roof is a multidisciplinary team. And I'm also as part of the marketing team, which pulls from my digital media background. Um, I get experience, uh, I get experience pro producing content for the team. And that includes video production, audio production. Um, in the past, we've had the Green Roof 10 year anniversary live stream. And that was something that I helped produce that I think was a good test of my abilities as well, where I got to create graphics for the event. I got to work with all the people who were there, figure out timings and coordinate the live stream and such. And all that really helped build my foundation in digital media. So kind of getting to build on both of these skills simultaneously while creating change uh, is a big reason why I continue to stay involved. And, you know, it also helps to have really great team members, really great friends uh, on the team who you're just attracted to, to keep coming back because you just want to hang out with them and you want to do cool things with them. And that's like those, all those things in conjunction continue to attract me towards the Green Roof and the Green Roof team as a whole. In any team, relationships are crucial. I know for our own team, it started off as just Prem and myself asking her to come on board, talking about the different ideas, what we could do with Green Roof, having design thinking workshops that we learned through the University of Innovation Fellows Program, and from there, just expanding out, getting others involved, and next thing we know, we're reaching out to new friends in other states and other countries and just having a blast along the way. And one experience that I know stood out for both of us this past two years is our trip to Austria. Um, Prem, you wanna talk a bit about the ideas we talked about, the people we met and just how at the end of it, we felt inspired and how we used that inspiration to move forward. Yeah, so the Austria trip um, essentially we got the opportunity, University Innovation Fellows hold, they hold meetups um, because there's a lot of different chapters all around the world. And usually the meetup is in, it's not in Stanford, it's in California. I forget which part of it. I want to say uh, um, San Francisco. Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, essentially, essentially fellows get the opportunity to hold meetups and meet with other like-minded fellows and we kind of collaborate. And so the, our friends in Austria uh, decided to put out a message to hold a meetup and uh, SIU accepted. So me, Nelson, and a few other people on our Innovation Fellows cohort, uh, we flew out to Austria and we met with not only the people from Austria, but people from various other countries. You know, we had friends in the Netherlands, friends in Germany. Uh, I think there was someone from Bulgaria. Does that sound right? Uh, yes, there is two fellows from Bulgaria. Right, yeah, yeah. So a pre pretty much a very global 
essentially. And having all those different perspectives really helped kind of change how we thought about our projects. Because one, one particular example, actually, is we met these two fellows from the Netherlands uh, who were working on, at, at the time, we were throwing around the idea for like an application for something. And they were, I, they were actually working on that. And so we got ideas for, from them and we kind of collaborated with them and we ta tossed around ideas. And so we essentially were able to blend ideas. And while, you know, that app idea is long and gone, it's the kind of the concept of trading ideas, taking the best of both worlds and combining them. Uh, that really changed how we went about our projects. Uh, I know once we came back, me and Nelson both hit the ground running. We were really motivated because we had an idea of how change, like how our projects can make a big difference and what steps we need to do to make that change a reality. And we had a finer idea of what, what change could mean. Uh, just just through talking with those people and just through co collaborating with them, there were different workshops in Austria, and so that also helped kind of guide what we wanted to do. But definitely, I would say, at least for me personally, it was more of the people and being around those people, really absorbing their their passions, their inspirations, absorbing all of that, and then taking that and applying the best of that to what we were doing that really helped change our perspective. And that's something that continues to be prevalent in everything we do in the Green Roof today. Essentially, would you say that going into the trip, we had our mind expanded, but after the trip, somehow our expansion went even further out and we were able to see even more ideas? Yeah, essentially. So. Uh, I guess the best way I can put it is, you know that picture of the iceberg, right? Whenever there's there's like some sort of topic or something where you have like the iceberg and it's very, it's a surface level thing that pretty much everyone knows, right? And then you look at the bottom of the iceberg and there's all these super deep stuff that not that many people know. It's, you know, it's usually used for a meme, but in this case, what it's used for is imagine our training for the innovation fellows. Now, when we started, you know, we don't see anything. And then through the training with the innovation fellows, we find the surface of the iceberg. And all that stuff is great. But then when we went to Austria, we saw what was below the iceberg. And we got a really much more in-depth, uh, you know, experience of what being an innovation fellow really is. And that kind of, now we have, you know, the full iceberg. We have all these different things po powering us and moving us forward. It, that, that's kind of the best analogy I can give. That's beautiful. There's always more than meets the eye. Yeah. So now looping back into topics that we discussed earlier, focused on machine learning and AI, um, just kicking it off from for someone who's never heard about machine learning or any type of coding before? Could you define a bit about it and then what made you interested in to dive deeper into the subject? Yeah, so I'm sure many of you, um, if you watch Apple's presentations on their phones, they'll always use machine learning as a buzzword. They're like, 
we're now using machine learning on our camera. We're using machine learning on this app. You can now open your phone using machine learning. And a lot of times me and my friends joke about it because they're using it in such a buzzword way. But essentially machine learning is teaching a computer to, to think, um, which is, that's kind of the highest level I can give it. A lot of machine learning is really just math. It, it's really just math. And what we try to do is we try to take previous data and we tell the computer that, hey, here's this data. I want you to look at it and I want you to recognize patterns in that data. And then here's a new set of data. Here's something that you don't know. Can you tell me what's going to happen with that? And based on what they know, they can then make predictions or they can you know, do something uh, with that new set of data. Now, obviously, this is something that humans can do really well. You know, we let's say you you learn what one plus one is. One plus one is two. Now you've learned the concept of addition, and now you can do ten plus ten. That's essentially what we're trying to do. We're trying to teach it concepts um, using data, and then a, giving it a new problem and having the machine learn it. And on a simple case, it's really easy to do, but then we try to get to complex problems. And that's where, you know, machines can do trillions of computations per second, far better than a human. So we're hoping that if we get a computer to strong enough to, to think as well as a human, that they'll be able to do really cool things. And that's kind of diving into the whole, the whole, general idea of artificial intelligence, but diving straight into machine learning, which is more of a subset of artificial intelligence, it's more, our machine learning is essentially prediction where, you know, again, we're giving it that data and we're, say, we're saying, here's similar data, can you tell me what's gonna happen? Uh, and so specifically with the green roof and the autonomous irrigation system, our goal with, in terms of machine learning is to, collect data on how well uh, on how well the plants grow based on certain variables. So we're looking at maybe temperature, how much water is given to it, humidity, things like that. And so the machine will then be able to recognize correlations and they'll be able to make connections. And then hopefully we'll be able to say, we'll hopefully be able to get the machine to say, okay, this amount of water is good for it because when we give it this amount of water, then these amount of things will happen. We don't need more than it because maybe more water leads to a negative correlation and we don't need less of it because that might lead to a negative correlation. We want just this amount of water. That's kind of a, a high level goal of what the autonomous irrigation system is. And there's a lot of deeper and more complex and nuanced parts to it. That's why we're doing research on it this year. I don't know exactly everything that's going to happen with it. I don't know what parts we exactly we want to use, but I know kind of the general high-level uh, overview of it. And so that's essentially how machine learning is going to work in the in the green roof. And that's kind of a, a quick overview of like what machine learning is to maybe someone who who's a little unfamiliar to it. So aside from the 
irrigation project, have you done any other side projects or class projects or anything in general that did utilize machine learning and did you see any viable outcomes from it? Yeah. So one project that we've recent that I recently worked on uh, with a few other group members was essentially creating a machine learning model that uses Twitter. So it uses Twitter as a data source and Twitter has a lot of tweets. We take in those tweets and we look at the machine looks at certain keywords and it tries you using that to identify how intense a disaster is. So what we did was we had, we trained the model using a large amount of tweets. And we said, we said, we want you to pick out keywords that maybe go into these different categories. So for example, um, let's say someone tweets out, there's a huge fire in San Francisco. And then lots and lots of people are tweeting that. The machine will then recognize that, hey, maybe there's something happening in San Francisco. And the goal with that project was to make it easier for first responders to then find what's happening and get there faster. And so we would be able to then look at, you know, the range of damages based on tweets. We'd be able to look at maybe kind of an overarching picture of what's happening on the ground. And so that was kind of a project that we worked on uh, in terms of like overall like success with it. It was very much a prototype project that uh, I think is being maybe pursued by a few other team members. But I'm uh, personally, I guess another project I can talk about as well is I'm personally working on another research project, which is you similar along the lines of the Twitter project, but as essentially with COVID-19. So not necessarily using Twitter to track COVID-19, but using things like Google's mobility data, the CDC depths, um, and all these different data sources to track where different strains of COVID-19s are and find hotspots and then put that on a map that users can then see. So for example, let's say using um, our tool, you'd be able to see that maybe in your area, hey, the Walmart that I usually visit, it looks like there's been a lot of people with the Delta strand of COVID-19. Maybe I shouldn't go there. Um, things like that. That's something that I'm currently doing research on and uh, hopefully that goes well. But those are just a few examples of how machine learning can be used for you know greater greater change. So are there different types of machine learning that can be utilized similar to how there's different methodologies or tactics to solve problems? Yeah, definitely. So the different types of machine learning, there's essentially two different types of problems. There's a classification problem and there's a regression problem. And so what I focus on a lot of and what the Green Group will focus on is um, classification problems. So essentially we tell the machine, we give the machine all of these variables and we say, is it this thing? Is it X or is it Y? And the machine maybe will, will hopefully point and be like, it's Y or it's X. And that's classification, kind of putting it in a zero or one. What regression is, is essentially, you know, um, in math, when you have like a slope, right? where 
regression is trying to see where that slope goes and it's more precise um, where you're dealing with like specific numbers. So like when you have $2 and you do this thing, where will the money go? Like you have $2 and you invest in these amount of stocks, where will, uh, what will your money return based on your gains? I, I'm kind of, I might be getting things mixed up, but essentially uh, that's kind of where regression is. It's much more numeric and it's much more detailed. And so those are kind of two separate problems. And a lot of the way, a lot of different terms you'll hear in the world of machine learning and data science, you'll hear NLP, which stands for natural language processing. You'll hear um, the neural networks uh, and stuff like that. A lot of those, when you like, really stem it down and comes down to those two problems which are regression and classification and so that those are kind of the two ways uh the two types of problems generally that we see when we look at machine learning so with all these different tactics and ways of going about the data being collected how far off do you think we are from robots uprising and using ai to take over <laughs> Dude, I think I saw a video um, recently of like, uh, and I don't remember what it was. I think it was one of Google's um, Google's image processing tools, and I think it was trying to like identify what the thing, like what the object was in the picture, and. I forget, oh, I forget exactly what happened, but it was like hilariously off. It like called a stool a whale or something like that. Because <laughs> there's so many things that like, because a model is only as good as the data it is, uh, as the data it gets, you know? It's like, you're only as good as your practice or like, um, you know, your skills are only as good. Yeah, your skills are only as good as how much you practice. And with a model, it's only as good as how much data it gets, how much it learns from that data. And so to, to having up, uh, like a robot uprising requires not only a, sum a substantial amount of data, but the ability for the robot to critically think which is, you know, the hard part. Not only does it need to be able to think, but it needs to be able to critically think, which a lot of humans have a lot of issues with. So I, I personally think, you know, as someone that's trying to get into that field, maybe there's like cutting edge research down there that's closer than I perceive. Um, but for me personally, I think we're still a long ways out just because also a robot uprising just takes too many resources to do because you know having to critically you know having to critically think hurts my brain personally so imagine having you know just a computer to do that it's going to need the power to do like quadrillions like more than quadrillion like googleplex amounts of calculations in seconds the, things like that and so I think stepping stones are there for, for like good ways to use artificial intelligence. But I think we still have a long ways to go before we have a machine that not only is able to like critically think, but then critically think that humans are a cause of all issues, if that makes sense. And with that, we conclude our episode of Young Entrepreneurs with the Green Roof Team. 
Special thanks to your sponsors, the SIU Research Park, Energy at SIU, SIU Sustainability Office's Green Fund Grant, the University Innovation Fellows, CH Electrical, Entertech, RAS Coatings, AES Solar, Sprague Supply Group, H&F Visions, Silvix Forestry and Nursery, Nether Chan Studios, Climate Economy Action Network, and many more. And please visit our website for more information and follow us on social media. Stay sustainable, folks.